Hey, rolling in the bottom of Chavdalim and Beis, we're in the middle of discussing the parallel between Nidre Havoi and the Shigige and Shavuos Havoi. When we have cases of exaggeration, the case of hyperbole, cases in which one says something which is utterly impossible and ridiculous actually happened. For example, that he says what that he saw six hundred thousand strong, like those. There are oily Mitzrayim, or whether he said he's a snake like the size of a Kairas Beisavad, the pressing beam of an Aleph. And we pick it up two lines from the bottom, in which Ravina comments to Ravashi. We're two lines from the bottom again. Chavdalid Amir Beis. Omar le Ravina le Ravashi says Ravina to Ravashi. Vidilma, and perhaps. Hi, Gavra, this person asks Ravina to Ravashi, Kina Dishumshimi Chaza. Quite an interesting, almost humorous question asks the Gemara. Maybe when this person said he saw 600,000 on this road, you know what he meant? He saw an anthill. That's what he meant. Gavra, Kina Dishumshimi Chaza. He saw an anthill. The Asik Chaza, the Asik Lahain. And he gave them the name Shama. He gave them the name Oile Mitzrayim. Meaning, there are two details that we have to figure out. Number one, that he saw 600,000 people on this road. And number two, that he referred to them as Oile Mitzrayim. Says the Gemara, perhaps what's going on over here is what did he see? He saw 600,000. How in the world did he see 600,000? Oh, they were ants. Geschmack. 600,000 ants. Beautiful. But we are the Oilim Mitzrayim. He named the antol. Interesting. He gave the antol a name of Oilim Mitzrayim. And therefore, Vishaber Mishtaba. And therefore, why are you telling me, Asravina Teravashi, that this is the case of Shvoi Savoi? This is the case of an exaggerated, ridiculous Shvoa. Maybe not. Maybe it's a beautiful, clear shvua that he made. He swore that he is saying that he actually did see 600,000 and they were an antel that he referred to as Eile Mitzrayim. An interesting ukimta, an interesting way of potentially learning the Gemara. But again, as we always know, as soon as there's a way that it could potentially make sense, then the Gemara has a case to go upon. So says Rav Ashi, responding back to Ravina, as we turn over to Chavea Maralvif, Omar Lei, Rav Ashi Misvans, Ki Mishtava, Adaita Didon Mishtava. Rav Ashi responds with a cloud, with a rule, that when someone makes a Shvua, he doesn't make a Shvua based on his own interesting convoluted mindset, that he meant, doesn't mean people, he meant ants, and he meant that he named the antol Oilim Mitzrayim, says Ravashi, no, when someone makes a Shvua, he does it according to the way that we understand that which he says, Ve'anan, and us, and Bezdin, and the, as the general populace, Loi maskina nafshin ambishum shimi. Do not give names to ants. I hope, maybe we should take a poll. I don't believe anyone here has been giving names to ant holes recently. I don't think people have been walking around saying, Hey, you see those ants, 600,000? That's the early Mitzrayim. I don't think so. It says Ravashi, so that's not included in Ishvua. 
So asks back the Gemara, Valdaita din Avshei lo Ovid inish de Mishtava. Ravashi, you just said a klal. You just said a rule that when people make a shvua, they don't do it on their own das, they do it on our das, they do it on the general das, they do it on that which is normal. Says the Gemara, is that true? Ve'ha'tanya. We're going to have a few questions on this rule of Ravashi in which he suggested that when one makes a shvua, he does it based on the general knowledge that people have. Asks the Gemara, we learned in Abraisa, four lines down, when someone is made, when the Dayanim makes someone make a Shvu'ah, they tell him, this is any case of a Shvu'ah, as the, no, the Ran, yes, as the Ran points out, this is referring to, the Ran says, the case of Maidim and Mixas, a case when someone admits in part, Allah is, he has to make a Shvu'ah. So why do we make him swear? No, we tell him, Aymrim like, we tell him, have your day, you should know. You're not swearing on the some sort of condition, whatever's in your heart. Elo, when you're swearing in Bezdin, Al Daite, no. On our Das, Bal Das Bezdin, and on the Das of Bezdin. So says the Gemara, why do the Bayanim? Why does the Bezdin have to make this interesting and unique condition with a person when he makes a Shvu on Bezdin? Seemingly, Lafukemai. Why are they doing this? It seems to be because they're coming to preclude and exclude from a case. Lafukemai, Lamai, Bezdin, Valdas, Bezdin. Lafuke, seemingly, we're coming to include Lafukemai, one more time. Lav lafuke da asik loho in a case riki in his own mind thought kanduri that the case of wooden chips that he gave a bag of wooden chips to the person that he owed money to vaasik in shema zuzi and this guy named his wooden chips zuzi money just like a moment ago some guy named the ants Eli Mitzrayim this guy took a bag of garbage a bag of wood chips and named the Amazons play money. And he gave the play money to the Baal Chayf. And we're nervous that when he comes to Bezdin and we make him make a Shavua, he's going to say, great, no big deal, I'll swear. What's he thinking? He's thinking that I quote-unquote paid because he called this play money, these wood chips, Zuzi. So says the Gemara, that's a b'raisa. From the fact that we're required to do this, for the fact that the Dayanim tell him that you're swearing based on our das. So we see that there must be a concept. There must be people that do indeed swear on their own das. And that's the reason why we in Bezdin have to preclude and say, no, don't think some unconvoluted mindset. You're swearing based on our das. Says the, so now we have a Kashan of Ashi who says that people do not swear based on their own das. Answers the Gemara. Ten lines down, the first word line is Dinafshay. Loi. La Fuke, you know what this case of when the Dayana make him swear is coming to exclude. Mekanya de Rava. The case of the Kanya, the case of the Cain of Rava. What's this interesting case of the Cain of Rava? Says the Gemara, a fascinating story. There's a person that owed his friend money. He came to Rava 
And he said to the borrower, go pay me what you owe me. Amar le praticha, go jump in a lake. I paid you already. Amar le rava. Rava says, ah, you're saying that you paid already. So says rava back to the loiva. You say you paid? Great. Go and swear. So the man, the borrower, the man went, took his cane, and he put the cash inside the cane. Okay, what does that help? And he was leaning on the cane, and he was walking, and he walks into Bezdin. This is, I guess, one of the... Uh, I'm going to say first, but one of the uh, wonderful Kanaris in history. Omar Leila Malva. So this man walks into Bezdin with his cane, and he has to make a shvua. So he takes his cane. Omar Leila Malva. Can you hold this cane in your hand? Seemingly, why did he give the Malva the cane? So he could hold the Sefer Torah. We know that when you make a shvua, you hold the Sefer Torah. So he gave the Malva the cane, and then. No sav sefer Torah. This guy took the sefer Torah in his hand. Vishtava tipare, and he made a shvua that he paid. Kolmad havalebiyade. Whatever is in his hand, he basically, with a clear conscience, says, "I paid you." What's he thinking that he did? Why? Because the money was in the cane, and as the borrower was making the shvua, the malva, the lender, was holding the cash. He didn't know about it. But he was holding the cash, so he went and he pulled his shtick and he made the shvua. Oh, Malva, that Malva got enraged. Ragaz, he's like, what are you talking about? You never paid me. The Malva gets upset. He smashes the cane. And lo and behold, the cash comes flowing out onto the ground. And we found out that we found out that he indeed swore the truth. So says the Gemara that when in every case of Hezdin, we make a person swear, and we tell him, you're not swearing on your own das, but rather you're swearing on the das of Hezdin, says the Gemara, what's the reason not to preclude from his own das, but to preclude from this fascinating story that we want to avoid in the future. Continues the Gemara, one second. Fine. So that case of the Shvua you, pro, you proved to me is not a good source. But I'll tell you a different Braisa. We learned in a Braisa. And so do we find the Moshe Rabbeinu. We find it regarding Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe makes Klai Yisrael swear by our voice, Moshe. Omar Lahem, Moshe tells Klai Yisrael, have a yoidim, you should know. Shaloi al datchem, ani mashbiatchem. Moshe says to Klai Yisrael, you're not swearing on your own das. Ela al daiti, says Moshe Rabbeinu, you're swearing on my das. Val das amokoim. And you're swearing on the das of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shenemar, as the Bosik says, Veloi itchem levatchem. As the Apostle says, and not with you alone. So says the Gemara, let's understand what, the, what Moshe Rabbeinu is telling Klai Yisrael. My Omar lo Moshe Rabbeinu. What is Moshe Rabbeinu telling Klai Yisrael? Is this not this, that which Moshe says? That maybe you do things that you don't listen to the Torah. And you're going to say in your heart, Al Daitenu. 
that it's not a big deal, even though I'm making a Shavuah, I'm not transgressing the Shavuah. Why not? Because it's the way that I understand the Torah. It's true, I made a Shavuah to keep the Torah, but I have my understanding of the Torah. Vashamachi. Therefore, Maish Rabbeinu says, Amr Luhu, Al Daiti. No. Don't think you could be having your own convoluted, made up, silly way of learning the Torah. No. It's a Maidas, says Maish Rabbeinu. So now, says the Gemara from here, what do we see? Lafuke Mai. What's this coming to exclude? Lav Lafuke. It's not coming to refer to a case where they gave the name a god to an idol. So what do we see? We see that people do indeed make shvuas with their own convoluted mind. So we're back to Akash and Ravashi on the top line. Again, Ravashi on the top line taught us a yisoid, a cloud. That ki mishtaba daita di don mishtaba, and he's not swearing on his own das. But says the Gemara, what do you mean? You see from Moshe Rabbeinu, that's not true. So answers the Gemara, excuse me, it's part of the Kasha, mechlal David inish de mishtaba daita nafshe. As we just spoke out, we see people do indeed swear on their own das. Answers the Gemara, loy, avoiz chavim ikriya loika. It's not his own das. Avaydas Kachavim is called Eloiha, is called a God in the Torah. The Bosik says, all the gods of Mitzrayim. So he wouldn't be making up his own das. This already has been included. So if the Kleiso were made to be swearing, then if this could be something that he would include. Says the Gemara, okay. Ask the Gemara, so why didn't Moshe just make them swear that you're going to fill the, fulfill the mitzvahs? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to say, I'll die tea on my das? Why didn't he just say, make a sure to fulfill the mitzvahs? So answers the Gemara, you know, mitzvahs kameen mitzvahs amelech. The commandments of the king were not necessarily the Torah. So why didn't he make them swear that will fulfill all the mitzvahs, which would obviously include, even if you're going to say it means the commandments of a king, it of course means the Torah as well. Says the Gemara, mashma mitzvahs titis. Maybe when he said, call mitzvahs, you know what he has in mind? The mitzvah titis, the Amar Mar, as Mar has taught us something that we've seen in the past. Shkula mitzvahs titis keneged. Call mitzvahs sheba Torah. All we got to do is you got to read those we got to read those seven words. Shkula mitzvah stitzis keneged kol mitzvah shabbatayra. Again and again and again. What greater chizik can we get in the wonderful mitzvah of titzis? That the mitzvah of titzis is equal to all 613. Is a Gemara. You heard it here. So but now back to us. Now that we got our chizik and wearing titzis. Says the Gemara back to us. So saying kol mitzvahs wouldn't have worked. Ask the Gemara of Lishavi Yasain. We should make a shvua de mekamit and taira. He should have made a shvua that will fulfill the taira. And what does the taira mean? It includes everything. Mashma taira achas. Maybe it only means one taira. What do you mean one taira? There are two of them. What do you mean? Yes. Taira shebaal peh and taira shebechsaf. So if he makes a shvua to fulfill taira, quote unquote, we don't know which one he means. Ask my further the shavi yasai de mekamit and tairois. So maybe you should make a shvuah that will fulfill Torah. He said, again, you're all trying to figure out why Moshe Rabbeinu made them make a shvuah to fulfill 
my das daiti, if Rav Ashi is correct, that there's no such thing as own swearing based on his own das, why would Moshe Rabbeinu have to say such? Answers the Gemara, Mashma Taira Mincha, Taira's Mincha, Mashma Taira's Chatas, Taira's Hashem. Even if he would have said Taira's in plural, it could have been referring to different carbonates. But the Shavi I saw in the Mekaimin didn't Taira's mitzvahs. Why didn't he make him make a Shavuot that'll fulfill both Taira's and mitzvahs? Taira's Mashma Taira's and Mincha, Mitzvah's Mashma, Mitzvah's Melech. Still, we would not have had a way that Kleist was making a Shavuot to fulfill the entirety of the Taira. So maybe you should make a shvua that will fulfill the entire Taira. Says the Gemara, no. Taira kula mashma v'zchavim. When one says they fulfill the whole Taira, that might just mean v'zchavim that he doesn't worship idols. Ditanya, as you learned in a brace in the last letter line, chamur v'zchavim shekolak kofer ba. That if you kaifer in you don't worship idols. It's as if you're mighty in the entire taira. Says Gemara, okay. Says the Gemara. So why does it that Moshe Rabbeinu should have made them make a shvua that you're going to fulfill Avodah and the entirety of the taira? Inami, or you know what else Moshe Rabbeinu could have made them make a shvua sheish meyos v'sholish esrei mitzvahs that they're going to fulfill six one three. So why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to say al daiti unless there is a understanding not like Ravashi? Elamisham. Finally, the Gemara answers in the third by line. Elamisham Rabbeinu Moshad Lachrichanakin. You're right. Says the Gemara Moshe Rabbeinu created a lashon, created a shvua, which really isn't. Necessary. So, when all is said and done, we can't ask Meshach Rabbeinu because the concludes that indeed the Shvua of Meshach Rabbeinu was not absolutely necessary. And we continue on the fourth wide, fourth wide line, quoting the Mishnah and the second half of the Mishnah. The Mishnah ended off that what was the second case of a Shvua Savai, of a silly, of an exaggerated Shvua? Someone says, if I don't see a snake the size of an olive press, so that's the Gemara of a light. What's going on? We know that there are massive snakes. But we know there's a certain snake that existed in the times of Shavar Malka. They fed it to 13 stablefuls of hay and the snake ate all of it. And we know nowadays there are these massive snakes. So why is it so crazy that there's a snake the size of the olive press? Amar Shmuel to answer Shmuel B'Taruf the Mishnah refers that the snake was rigid like the beam of an olive press. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. All snakes are rigid. Says the Gemara, no, we mean that the back is rigid, which is not common. So says the Gemara, so why did the Mishnah just say that? Why do we have to use this interesting Lashen? You know what it teaches us in the second to last line of the It teaches us that the back of the beam of an olive press is rigid. Who cares what the olive press beam looks like? You know why? We need to know for buying and selling. Someone sells such a beam to his friend. If I come and I tell you, can I buy a beam of an olive press? You say, sure. So if you give me a beam that's rigid, then indeed it's a good sale. 
If not, then it is not. And now we turn over to Chavhei Amid Beis, which we continue with a new Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Nidrei Shkogos. Now we just finished Nidrei Havai, and now we're moving on. Now we are moving on to the third category that we learned back on Chafam and Beis of Nidrei Shkogos. A neder, a mistaken neder, we could call it. A neder that you didn't mean that it should be like it is. Let's understand what this is. Says the Mishnah. I make a neder that this item should be forbidden from me if I ate or if I drank today. And what am I thinking? I'm thinking I didn't eat. I didn't drink today. So I'm thinking, is this indeed a neder? And my thought process is no, because I didn't eat or drink today. But then, Viniska, you remember, I did drink. So I never intended for the nether to be a nether. Because if I intended for the nether to be a nether, I never would have said, if I ate or drink, and I did eat and drink. So I didn't realize, I forgot. A nether of a shaygig, a mistake. Such a nether is not a good nether. Case number two, Shani Aichav and Shani Shaisa. I'm making a nether if I eat or if I drink. I plan to not eat and drink. If a shakach and I forgot. Case number two, that it's a nether v'shagyeg, that will not take effect. Case number three, someone says, I'm making my wife forbidden from me. Now this is a case that we had back in Chafez Mavis. We didn't really explain it there, because we're going to explain it there. Here, someone says, I make a nether, my wife should be forbidden to get benefit from me. Very important, she. What does she mean? Because. He doesn't say im, like we saw in the first line of the Mishnah, Im, here, he makes a nether against his wife. His wife could get a benefit. Why? She, because she stole my purse. Vishe, hakisa esbini. Or because she hit my son. Clearly, this nether is not a nether that's being pinned on the act that was done. That if she hits my son, if she steals my wallet, then there should be another. No, that's not what he says. He says there is a nether because she did this. He's explaining the reason that he's making a nether against his wife. And then you know what happens. Apologies. And then you know what happens. And then he realizes that she didn't actually hit the kid. Then he realizes that she didn't steal. So in these cases, he made the nether because of this, and it never happened. A nether Case number four. He sees a group of people eating figs. And he says, These figs should be to you to carbon. And then he finds out, His father and brother are standing there also. He never wanted his father and brother not to eat the figs. So, and there are other people as well. So you have a group of people eating. He said the items should be forbidden. There are carbon. But then he sees his father and brother amongst them. So, Father and brother and mother, everyone else is awesome. They're all mother. The second half of the Mishnah with his nether of Te'inim against the father and brother is going to be tomorrow's discussion. For now, we're going to finish off today's year with just the first part of the Gemara. Tana, we learned in a Raisa. 
Kach Shavua Yishkagos Mutaris, the exact same template from the previous yesterday's daf. That just like a nedar of a shaygig is mutter, so to a shvua of a shaygig is mutter. Hey Chidami, what's the case? Shavua Yishkagos, Kegai and Rav Kahana Veravasi, what's the case? This one says, I make a shvuah. This is what the Rebbe Rav said in Shir. And the other one says, No. This is what the Rebbe said in Shir. So why is the shvuah of a shoyge? Because each one. Each one swore this is truly what the Rebbe said. It's almost like, uh, was there a tie at first? Who was first? This one swears. He was safe. This one swears he was out. And each one is swearing that one, this is actually what happened. So too, Rav Khan and Ravasi, each one is swearing this is what the Rebbe Rav said. And that's called the Shvua Bishagig. So he never intended, of course, there to be a Shvua. And therefore, it will be muttered just like the case of a Nedr Bishagig. And we'll take up from the Ra Isan Eichel in the next year. Bishyata Bishmayo.